Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Well, this is Dust Kunkel, and once again, I'm sitting here with President Paul Linneman, and we have a kind of a cool topic to talk about today that really intersects with the life of every congregation in our district. Yeah, not to mention the district president. Yeah, and the life of the district president. <laughs> we're <laughs> pretty, going to talk about the call process yeah, today. Yeah, pretty regularly this thing comes across your desk in very meaningful ways. Yeah. I, can, I can say that in the last few years, I have worked on more call lists, and it, it, it's kind of raised its... Uh, raise a concern in my mind that we talk about this with mm-hmm. folks out there in the field because somewhere along the way you're going to be involved in this process. That's right. And, and you take this seriously. I oh, know man. since I've known you, you you put serious energy and time into reviewing call documents from congregations and their kind of their ministry descriptions and yeah. then looking at, at matches for them. Right. Yeah. I've, I've come to see this as my most important job. Yeah. Um, because I think there's no more important decision that a congregation can make than who their pastor yeah. is going to be. Yeah. So if you just li- you've never listened to any of our other podcasts and you just happen to be listening to this one because you you saw on the byline something about a call process, well, good. We're glad you're here. And right. you know we're not going to cover everything. We usually try to go about ten to fifteen minutes in a typical podcast, but we are going to uh, underline a few things that you think are pretty important for congregations. Yep. Let me start out by saying that. Uh, sometimes in the church we think that if a person is ordained that they ought to be able to fit in any congregation and it ought to be seamless Mm -hmm. well that's just not the case Mm -hmm. because God made pastors the way same way he made people and that is they have different abilities different gifts skill sets they have different experiences and Mm -hmm. uh, just perspectives that they bring to the table and so the challenge of uh, successfully uh, working through a call process mm-hmm. is to seek to make a good match between right. a congregation and a leader and trying to help that match be compatible mm-hmm. and and work well together. Which is why your perspective can be so helpful, I think, mm-hmm. uh, because you sort of sit, you're outside the perspective of the congregation, mm-hmm. but you care deeply about helping them in ministry. Well, You're I, like a matchmaker. In, in, in a, a lot of ways. And, yeah. and, you know, I also have a selfish uh uh, reason for wanting to do this. You do. Well You're motivated because I I also get called in when things don't go well. That's right. And trying to um, untangle the knot. Uh, that's yeah. my metaphor for this. Mm-hmm. Is is a lot harder than trying to do a good job of it up front. That's right. And it, it causes a lot less pain yes. and a lot less hassle for everybody involved. You know, sometimes when things don't go well, we want to lay blame one at one place or another. But ultimately, everybody suffers when, when there's a problem in relationships in a ministry. Yes. And so we want to try to take as many wrinkles out of the situation up front as we can. Mm-hmm. So what we ask congregations to do is to take a really good look at themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think probably one of the most relevant questions to ask is, why has God put us here in this community? Wow, that's a good question because I thought maybe you were going to say that the question to ask is, who's going to be our next pastor? <laughs> well, which, which again, that, that has often been my experience with call committees that meet. It's mm-hmm. it's all about that person and looking for that person and trying to find that person, and that's how our energy is used. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We we tend to want to focus on that. Yeah. And and jumping to the person before looking at the ministry is a common it thing is. that people. It's human nature. That's yeah, what we sure. want to do. But it's really important to to take a good hard look at that first step, and that is discerning who what our ministry is in this community. So what the what the district office has put together with the help of the circuit visitors, by the way, right. uh, uh, it's been a few years now, but at a circuit visitors retreat, we undertook rewriting our self-study document yeah. so that um, it fits our context well, but also so that it fits one of the other documents that pastors provide, and that is the self-evaluation tool or SET. Wow. Okay. So for for those of you who, who don't, who've never heard this phrase before, uh, a self-study document is basically a guide. It's a document that a congregation uses uh, in a call process to sort of um, answer the question that you said was the most important question, which is mm-hmm. uh, wh- where are we in our community and wh- why do we exist here? What's why has God put us here mm-hmm. and, and how has he called us to be a blessing? So it asks for statistics. It mm-hmm. asks for data. Um, a part of the, the request in the self-study document is that you do a demographic study which mm-hmm. our, our LCEF office here in the district office can help you with. That's right. Um, but then it also asks questions about um, what your ministry is. Are, mm-hmm. Is there an educational ministry involved? What's the makeup of your congregation? What's the makeup of your mm-hmm. community? Um, you know, all, all, of those, all of those things kind of work together yeah. to paint a picture of what your congregation is like and the surrounding community in which God yeah. has put you. So I'm hearing you say that it's actually really important for a congregation in the call process to do their due diligence mm-hmm. with this document, to use this document as a way to take a snapshot of who they are in that moment and, mm-hmm. and what they're looking for. Right. Yeah. And then then you ask the question, what do we need in a leader? Yeah. If this is what God's given us to do, mm-hmm. what kind of a leader do we need right. to be able to help get us there? And, you know, if, if you have... Just to give you an example, if you have a strong educational ministry, mm. you, it, it, it makes sense to me to you to look for somebody who mm. indicates that that's an important thing to them, yes. and that they're ready to invest in that. Um, we we there have been challenges over the years of uh, pastors who get called to an educational oriented ministry who don't have a lot of school mm-hmm. experience and they're not sure what to do, right. and it causes relational issues. Then you know, right. so uh, to to really seek to match need with yeah. person is is what this is all about. That makes so much sense, and and hopefully uh, the listeners are hearing that you're here. Uh, a big part of your role is to help that match happen in a good way. Well, and that's uh, honestly that the the bylaws of the synod give me that responsibility. Yeah, uh, that the district president is is charged with helping a congregation form a call list. Huh. So how we do that is it's a it's kind of a two step process. Mm-hmm. After a congregation does its self study and they re, and they give that to me, they also have the freedom to submit nominations. Okay. So uh, again, you have to look at your own church's constitution because there are they have their own nuances to this, right. and you want to make sure you follow your own constitution. But typically, uh, members of the congregation are given the opportunity to fill out a nomination form that we provide. Right. And uh, we ask that, uh, that that form be filled out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no restriction other than the fact that the nominees have to be members of the Synod. They have to be on the roster of the LCMS. Okay. And, uh, and 
then what I do is I, I receive those nominations and then I uh, will add names of my own. After reviewing the self-study, I have access to a database that mm-hmm. um, has all the pastors in the LCMS in it. Yeah, And so I, I can do searches for different qualities and characteristics, which I do regularly. And then I have I read their sets. Yeah. And, and that self-evaluation tool is a lengthy document. Mm-hmm. And what we sought to do with the self-study is match the questions in the, the SET with the self-study document. Right. So that um, if you have particular areas of import in your ministry, you can go to a particular question and see what the pastor has to say about that and see what the connection might be. And that's what we really are encouraging call committees to do. That's great. So again, the documents themselves support this idea of of matching a a leader with a congregation in the the most appropriate way. Exactly, exactly. Hmm. And and that the help that I try to provide is after I receive the self-study and the nominations, I, I will reply with a letter. Okay. And in that letter, you can expect to receive a number of things. Um, I will, from the self-study, uh, make some observations. Mm-hmm. And that, that's usually a list of somewhere between 7 and 15 different things that I might observe from a self-study that yeah. are important to you or that might be historical pieces mm-hmm. that you might want to pay attention to. Just things that strike me mm-hmm. from the self-study because I think it, I want the people that are on the ground in that area to get a sense that either I've gotten a picture of who you are mm-hmm. or if some of my observations aren't accurate, I, I would ask you to correct those. Right. This is a dialogue between the district president and mm-hmm. congregation about where they are and how they perceive their ministry mm-hmm. and the match with potential pastors that they want to call. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the letter, I, I will take each candidate that's been nominated either by the congregation or by me and write a paragraph on each one. Wow. And that paragraph has three components. I tell you right up front whether I know this person personally or not, because mm-hmm. I think that matters. Yeah. If I know them personally, I'm probably likely to have a better insight into who they are. Sure. Uh-huh. And then I'll offer uh, comments about my take on on the match, whether it's a good match or not, or mm-hmm. what might be some potential areas of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I encourage conversation around certain particular things if I think they might be uh, matters of challenge for you. And then I'll, I'll conclude with one of three statements. This person would be a good fit for your ministry, mm-hmm. would not be a good fit for your ministry, or maybe, and I, you yeah. know, that kind of covers the spectrum. Yeah. But if I use that last one, I will make specific recommendations about things I think you should explore with them so that you can discern whether that match will yeah. be good or not. That's, Paul, as you described that, this whole process, and particularly this last letter that they received from you, that, that's a lot of thought and um, energy that you put into this mm-hmm. process. Yeah, it is. I, I also, I also want to share something uh, with the pastors who might be listening to this podcast mm-hmm. or the, the <laughs> people that are in leadership positions, mm-hmm. because I, I don't want individual pastors to be making nominations to other congregations' lists. Right. Um, we've had some problems with that in the past, to be mm-hmm. very honest. And and it, it when congregations have taken some of those suggestions, the fit hasn't always been that great. Yeah. And so what I'm asking pastors in the field to do 
is if you have suggestions that you would like to make, to make them to me directly. Sure. And then I I will do my best to include mm-hmm. them or offer my, from my vantage point uh, what I think uh, might be a good outcome or a good direction to go. That makes a lot of sense with this um, this picture of you serving as a matchmaker, as mm-hmm. help, with the best interest of the congregation in mind, with a, kind of a thirty thousand foot level perspective on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that that makes a lot of sense to me as I heard you describing mm-hmm. it. Well, and and again, you know, it's not that that uh, I don't trust people out in the field. I oh. do. I, I and I re- receive those suggestions in earnest. Um, yeah. They're not just dismissed. At the same time, I think what's really important about our working together is that people, uh, all of us, need to perform the ministry that we're given, mm-hmm. and the ministry that we're given has to do with the call that we have. District presidents are given the responsibility of dealing with call lists. That's right. And and so I want to be faithful to that, and I want to do the best that I can for our mm-hmm. congregations as they seek to, to call their next pastor. And I also want to say one other thing before we close, because yeah. I know we're getting to that time. Um, sometimes the call process is lengthy. Hmm. Congregations don't always get a yes on the first call. Yeah, In fact, can... that's kind of getting to be more and more rare. Mm-hmm. And my encouragement to congregations is to stay picky. Yeah. If this this is the it's way it's like this, going to the prom. It, it kind of is. <laughs> and when you issue your first call, it, it tends to go with a, a feeling of, well, yeah. who wouldn't want to be our pastor? We're a great yeah. church, you know? Yeah. Well, sometimes God does not call somebody to to right. say yes mm-hmm. to the call that you issue. And it's not that you're not mm-hmm. a good church. Um, but then you start to get a feeling like, man, we better. We just need somebody. Yeah, that's a very dangerous place to be. You need to stay focused on the fact mm-hmm. that God has mm-hmm. someone in mind for you. That's right, and to continue to pursue it in that way, because He will answer your need. He will, and He will also bless you through the process, mm-hmm. even if it's not the picture you hoped for. Yes, you learn as you go, so the mm-hmm. process itself can teach you even more about who you are as a congregation and, yes. and where you need to go. Right. Yeah, it, I mean, and, and again, that metaphor of the prom kind of falls apart at some point, but I mean, we're talking about not just one night being stuck with uh, somebody for a night, but but we're talking about a relationship with someone that goes on for years when yes. you call somebody. And yes. so it really is important to pay attention to that match. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, as you've been listening, we hope that this has been encouraging to you and helpful, actually, in sort of helping you understand the the process itself of calling somebody. Uh, it begins really on the ground uh, in your congregation with your congregation reaching out to our office mm-hmm. and letting us know that you are uh, considering that. Paul, is there anything you want to say about just that initial those initial steps before we're done? Well, we have a packet that we, yeah. we will send out. Jenny McIver will send out to calling congregations, our call packet, and it includes a copy of the self-study as well as a few other documents that will help you get started. Exactly. Mm -hmm. How about we close with just a final thought from you, Paul? Well, I I really think this is an important thing, whether you're calling a new pastor or not. It's really important for congregations to regularly visit that question of why has God put us here? Yes. And to evaluate that. How are we doing Mm -hmm. with that? So, you know, whether you're in the call process or not, um, please take the time, as if you're a leader in a congregation, to ask the question, um, what has God called us here to do, mm-hmm. and how are we doing with it? 
That's a great question to close with. Folks, we will catch you around the next spin on the Now Leading Podcast. Thanks, Paul. Mm -hmm. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS, leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.